Dish TV is better than cable TV. Why? Because you can save 45% on packages compared to your high-priced cable bill. Wow. Take those giant scissors out and cut the cable. And save with Dish TV. Plus, you get a free DVR upgrade to record your favorite shows and free installation. And with Dish Anywhere, you can watch TV for free on your mobile device. Act fast. You can save hundreds of dollars. Does your cable company do that for you? Get all the best TV programming at your fingertips at a fraction of the price of cable TV. So say adios, arrivederci, goodbye to the high cable bill, and save up to 45% on Dish TV packages today. These are limited time offers and can change at any time. Call fast. 800-405-2561. 800-405-2561-800-405-2561. That's 800-405-2561. Welcome to the show, Fifth Street Soccer here on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network and Sirius XM 211, Dan Patrick Sports. I am not Dan Patrick, neither is my co-host. He's not Dan Patrick either. In fact, I'm Nick Gieber, he's Kartik Krishnaya, and we've got a whole hour of the global sort of football to talk to you about today. And of course, the number one topic we're going to talk about is the Women's World Cup. The number two topic we're going to talk about was my terrible advice to take Venezuela over Argentina for the upset in Copa America. So I will do a mea culpa on that. If you'd like to call in and rip me a new one, tell me how you mortgaged the house and lost everything, well, I'll, I'll take it, all right? I'll listen. I won't give you your money back, but I'll listen. 800-878-7529, 800-878-PLAY. Kartik, uh, what a great day of football today. Yeah, a- unbelievable day of football. Uh, I think the drama around the the France-USA match was was uh, uh, that of a final, right? It felt like a tournament final, which, of course, it wasn't. So the U.S. now, as the winners, have to just get themselves emotionally retooled. Uh, France, once again, loses uh, at this stage of, of a major tournament. Uh, they have a mentality issue, Nick. I could see it within a few minutes that they just – uh, their heads were down. Uh, they, you could see the fear in the eyes of the French uh, team. And it's funny because so many of them have won so much at the club level. But, again, I think today was a lot about the team that's used to winning and is accustomed to winning versus the team that has a huge burden on their, on their shoulders playing at home uh, and not used to, to coming through in uh, these stages of tournaments. All right, well, we've got so much to talk about. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about the uh, United States-France uh, playing in Paris, beating the French 2-1. Uh, let's talk about England. They're going to be facing them in the semifinals. And, of course, on the other side, uh, let's talk about Italy, Holland. Let's talk about Germany, Sweden. These are the matches we want to talk about. These are the matches you want us to talk about. And, of course, we'd love to hear from you, 800-878-7529. Big hello to our men and women in uniform around the world listening on the American Forces Network. And if you're listening on one of our digital channels, whether that's iHeartRadio, TuneIn, or the award-winning SiriusXM app, We welcome you to the show and remind you we're with you each and every weeknight, 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 Eastern, on these very networks. We hope you will make us a regular part of your week, have an opportunity to talk the beautiful game. It's really mainly baseball right now going on. And listen, no disrespect to baseball out in the the world of sport, but uh, this is where we are. All right, we'll be right back after this. Don't go anywhere. Fifth Street Soccer.
You'll do it right to get your hands on tools you can count on and at lower prices. Lowe's does it right, too, with savings during Craftsman Days. Hurry in and take advantage of great deals like a Craftsman 20-volt Max 4-Tool Combo Kit featuring a drill, impact driver, reciprocating saw, and task light for just $149. And pick up a 17-inch gas string trimmer for only $129. Whatever projects are on your list, do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Offers valid through 6-5, U.S. only. At Indeed, we understand that when it comes to hiring, it's important to have a large talent pool to choose from. But sometimes too many good options can be overwhelming. That's why Indeed doesn't just give you access to a large pool of job seekers. We also offer screener tools that let you instantly narrow down your search. Hone in on hiring with Indeed. Experience Indeed for yourself today and get a free sponsored job upgrade on your first posting at Indeed.com promo. Terms and conditions apply. Imagine this is your money and someone wants to take it from you. Who is it? The IRS. They want your money. And guess what? They can legally take it, all of it if they want. Remember, they sent you that letter that said, hey, you owe us a bunch of cash and we're going to take it from you. So what do you do? Fight back by letting our team of experts at the tax helpline work it out with the IRS so you can keep your money. And we're good at what we do. When you hire us, you get a team of guys on your side that know the IRS laws and will fight to save your money. So if you owe the IRS a ton of cash and you want to keep it, call right now and learn for free how we can help you put it back in your pocket. 800-932-1749. 800-932-1749. That's 800-932-1749. Hey, travelers, do you want to save money on your next flight? Then pick up the phone and call. That's right, call. Because the best prices are not online. They're with SmartFares. See, SmartFares has special deals with the airlines. When they have unsold seats, they use SmartFares to fill them. So you get airline tickets at ridiculously low prices. Our prices are too low to publish online. With the extra money you'll save, you can book another trip or treat yourself to dinner or shopping. So stop searching all of those travel sites to find the lowest price on your next flight. Let one of our SmartFares expert travel agents find ridiculously low prices for you. Call SmartFares today and get the best price on your next flight. Guaranteed. Also, save up to 50% off business and first-class tickets. 855-325-1780. 855-325-1780. That's 855-325-1780. with you in the wake of a U.S. victory over France in Paris in the Women's World Cup, sending the United States to the semifinals where they will meet England in what is going to be a fascinating clash of styles. Uh, Kartik, before we get on to that match, let's talk about the the quarterfinal matchup between France and the United States. Once again, Kartik, once again, I am concerned about the United States' ability to sustain pressure on an opposition. I thought for large periods of this game, the French were in control. It was largely their poor finishing and possibly a handball, a handball that was never even looked at. 
that uh, is, is a question mark, although, again, with VAR, I, I'm not questioning a result as a result of officiating or missed calls, so put that out of the equation. Uh, but I thought the French squandered a number of opportunities. I thought the Americans played exceptionally well when they had to, but, again, when they were pressed physically and the French played at pace, they looked out of sorts. What did you think? Uh, I tend to disagree. I think the U.S. had a much tougher match against Spain than they did against France today. See, they scored an early goal. This is France's template in major tournaments when they get eliminated. They uh, they have a lot of possession. They have a lot of pretty play in midfield, but that cutting edge is lacking. That final ball is lacking. The U.S., I agree, the U.S. were physically tested. Um, and when you defend for 85 minutes, which is what they did, uh, spaces open up, gaps open up, but not as many spaces or gaps as should have. The French just simply weren't very good. They uh, didn't move the ball at tempo. Uh, There was no creativity in that midfield. So I think um, the U.S. were always going to win this match. I I credit that to France's, you know, just – I. You know, we don't want to use this term with women like we do with men, but the French women have, at least at the national team level, a tendency to bottle it at the most uh, uh, critical moments. I saw fear in their eyes. They ran out of ideas within 20 or 25 minutes in the first half. Yeah, Uh, this having been said, there was short of leadership, leadership. both from the bench and and on the pitch, whether it's the United States has that leadership. They have uh, uh, Megan Rapinoe, who you know is ta- is obviously the the tallies woman, to use the right term, of the team, and who is the the spiritual and driving force behind it. And they've also got other great players that will stand up and be counted. The French were lacking. Yeah, and I think that's the thing. You saw a mentality, a difference in mentality. Were the French the better footballing side? Yeah, probably. But there is a mentality issue. This U.S. team has a winning mentality. They have won a lot through their careers. Uh, They have natural leaders on and off the pitch, leaders on that bench as well. Um, So I think that was a big difference today. Now, when you come up against England, I know people have made the the criticism that England is a lot like France, where they've lost in semifinals. um, And and at the club level, those players have lost too. But I think a lot's different since Phil Neville became the manager. We'll get to that eventually. But um, Nick, one quick point that you made. I do think there are some defensive frailties we once again saw with the U.S. today uh, in terms of um, their their ability to be physical and their ability to, um, at times, uh, have their shape frayed, right? Um, right. And if their shape gets frayed in the semifinal match against England, uh, and we can specifically talk about tactics in that match in a little bit, um, they're going to have some problems. Well, they can't give the ball away as freely in their own defensive half as they did against France and not be punished when they play England. I mean, I thought France had a lot of opportunities presented to them by what was at times some sloppy play from the United States, uh, but they just didn't, didn't capitalize on it. And when the U.S. had the chance, they did. I mean, you know, the first goal, you know, you'd like to think the wall and the goalkeeper would have done better than they did. Yeah, I, I, I think uh, that what you you really uh, think about France conceding that goal was that I, the keeper was obscured by – there was a two-person two, two wall, uh, which I thought at first was a mistake, right? Yeah, and right. it proved to be. And then um, they were busy – they were thinking Rapino was going to try and play an in, in-swinger, right? So they were um, – 
zonally marking the um, American, uh, the, the, the taller American players, players, the Muises and the Salbruns, thinking that they were going to be dealing with a delivery and, and a potential header. And uh, they, they obscured the keeper's view. I don't think she saw that ball till late. Now, of course, you could argue, and you could always argue this in football, when there is a, a, a free kick that is intended to be a cross, which that was by Rapino. It wasn't a shot on target, or it wasn't intended to be a shot on target, but right. slips through everyone and goes in the back of the net, which we've see, we see, right? We right, see at right. the highest levels of football that the keeper didn't set up her defense properly. That's true, uh, potentially. We don't know. But um, she didn't see the ball till late. The, the French defenders, what a disaster. What a horrible um, yep. way to defend a set piece. Yep, terrible. And uh, they got punished, and of course the early goal changed the whole tenor of the game, much like the Champions League final, by the way, between Liverpool and Spurs. And, and, and you yeah. know, what, what happens, what happens uh, in soccer when this happens? This isn't like American football or basketball where you, know, you want to score the first basket and then the other team does, or American football where you can adjust. What happens when you have a game plan for a tournament, for a t- big tournament semifinal game like this, or quarterfinal game like this, you have the game plan. You, you, you know how you want the game to pace out. You want it to pace the game out so it meets your strengths and, and yeah. you know, it tailors to your strength. When you concede an early goal, everything you've trained for, everything you've prepared for, essentially goes out the window at that point, and you're winging it. And it takes a lot of on-field leadership. And I would say coaches that are willing to trust in the tactical uh, nous of their players. And I think that's where the French team was lacking. Once that first goal went in, I thought it was a done deal. And, yeah, I agree. And I I tweeted that and got people really angry that I thought France France was going uh, to pieces again. But that's part of the problem here, Nick. It's a mentality of a team that consistently has been fancied in these major tournaments and has fallen apart at the most critical stages uh, in these quarterfinal or semifinal matches. And when that happens in the fifth minute, the French players, even the more experienced players like Henri and Renard are like, oh, uh, oh, uh, you know, F, here we go again, <laughs> right? Yeah. And yeah. I think that that point, they're mentally fragile enough that they're going to pieces in their head. You don't have a strong personality in the manager on the bench to get them sorted. And um, it was done at that point. I mean, I, I, I know people, people are talking about how many chances or half chances France created. Yes, how the U.S. was on the back foot, how they gave the ball away in their own half. That's a very good point, Nick. And we're going to talk about England, their matchup with England in the semifinal shortly, and, and that will be a recipe for disaster in that match. But it felt like, okay, if France got a goal back, the U.S. would get another goal so they would win. Or if France got two goals, then the U.S. would get three. At that point, it just felt like France was never going to win the match. They were never going to get it to 120 minutes. It would be over in regular time. And uh, they just didn't have the mentality to overcome that hurdle. And that's... That is part of football, Nick. That is the mentality, which is why Manchester United won the Premier League so many times. One player for player, they weren't better than Arsenal or Chelsea or Liverpool in some of those years. That is why Bayern Munich keeps winning the Bundesliga. That is why uh, in world football you have these countries uh, at, at the international level that that tend to punch above the weight of their 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 player for player squads and. You know, teams that underachieved too, like England at the men's level for many years. So, yeah. uh, and Holland. So, uh, it, it, so much of this is mental. 
Nick. That's the bottom line. Yeah. Uh, well, I definitely. The, the, the American women won the mental game, hands down. Uh, and in point of fact, I'm going to go out on a limb and say, I think they're where they are now looking at a semifinal, not necessarily because they're the most talented team, but I think because they're the most mentally strong team that they've faced up to this yeah. point. Yeah. Uh, you're listening to Fifth Street Soccer, Nick Eber and Kartik Krish and I with you. Find us on Twitter. We're at Fifth Street Sports. You can find us in the studio if you've got something to say, 800-878-7529. You can find us on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Fifth Street Sports Talk. By the way, I do have a Facebook, uh, some input on Facebook I'm going to read after the break. So good stuff. If you'd like to find us, you can find us there. Uh, Also, once again, we are so happy to be speaking to our men and women in uniform listening on the American Forces Network. Such a pleasure, such a privilege to have you with us uh, here on the show Monday through Friday, 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 Eastern. Right, it's time to take a quick break. We'll be right back with more after this. Attention business owners, now is the perfect time to start saving money on your cable TV bill for your business. We can give you packages with up to 90 great channels and save your business a ton of cash. And if you call right now, you can learn how to get free equipment and free installation. Now you have choices. It's time to start saving money on your cable TV bill for your business. And call today and get 90 channels plus free equipment and free installation. Smart business owners like you all across the country are consolidating and saving money on their cable TV, internet, and phone service for their business. So now's the perfect time. This may be a limited time offer to the first 100 people that call right now. So please save money and call now. 800-470-7113. That's 800-470-7113. Are you an active stock market investor? Well, then you know these three key words, buy, sell, hold. Those three magic words can make or lose you money in the stock market. What if we can show you a time-tested tool that's been helping stock market investors succeed for over 30 years? It's called VectorVest, an amazing system designed to make smart investing easy. The VectorVest system analyzes, sorts, and ranks over 19,000 stocks every day and tells you when to buy, what to buy, and when to sell any stock to maximize your profits in less than 10 minutes a day. And if you call right now, you can test drive our amazing Vector Vest system risk-free for 30 days for just $9.95. 800-584-2519. That's 800-584-2519. If you or a loved one is suffering from a physical or emotional condition that has left you unable to work, then listen carefully. Take this number down, 800-593-7491. That's 800-593-7491. When you call, you'll speak with a Social Security disability expert and get a free evaluation to see if you may qualify for disability insurance benefits from the U.S. government. That's right, a monthly cash payment paid directly to you from the Social Security Administration. Whether you're applying for the first time or you've already been denied disability benefits, call now. The disability attorneys at Pinnacle Disability can help you build your case, file an appeal, and represent you at no upfront cost to you. 
Don't wait another minute to see if you may qualify for your Social Security disability benefits. Call Pinnacle Disability Group at 800-593-7491 for your free case evaluation. That's 800-593-7491. 800-593-7491. Call now. with us here on Fifth Street Soccer, live on Sirius XM 211, Dan Patrick Sports. I'm Nick Ibram Carter-Krishnai, also coming to you on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network. All right, we're talking uh, U.S. women in the World Cup, making it through to the semifinals. Uh, they are going to face England. Kartik, I had picked the U.S. women to win this tournament. And of course... No disrespect to the four teams still to play on the other side of the uh, on the other side of the bracket: the Dutch, the Italians, the Germans, and the Swedes. But I don't see anyone getting by either the United States or England. I think they're the better teams. I may be wrong. Yes. Well, so let's talk about this side of the bracket for a minute. Based on what I saw against Spain, based on what I've seen against France, if the British women have, if the English women have play their style and have their day i don't see the united states beating them yeah so this is this is what's i think so interesting and what phil neville's done as the manager um he's got the core of his players um have either played for Chelsea or Manchester City or currently play for Chelsea or Manchester City. I mean, maybe, you know, I think what they cited the stat at the start of the, the last match against Norway that eight of the 11 uh, in the in the 11 had, had either played for Manchester, were playing for Manchester City currently or played uh, recently. And the rest have been Chelsea players. And some of those Manchester City players have been Chelsea players also. So what he's done is he's adopted his tactics. He's transitioned England from a style which was, um, consistent with the men's team, which or the former style of the men's team, which is to boot it long, you know, have a hold up striker, lay it off, you know, all of that stuff to um, this style, which is very much about uh, using the speed on the flanks that um, come from Chelsea and Manchester City and the connections between certain players. So um, Houghton, uh, Houghton as the, your center, uh, your right center back, Lucy Bronze as your right back. Uh, Nikita Paris is your right winger. They've all played for Manchester City. They all know each other. They have a connection. Millie Bright, Ka- uh, uh, Ka- Karen Carney, uh, etc. In 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 the middle, in the midfield, Fran Kirby. They've all played together at the club level. They have a connection. So you know these triangles and these long lofted balls. Here's what's interesting about the way England's playing in this World Cup. They are playing a lot out of the back. Their, their, their central defenders, Bright and Houghton, are both very good on the ball, start attacks, then they'll play through the midfield. The midfielders will play the ball back to, 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 to Bright or Houghton. They will play a lofted uh, diagonal ball towards Bronze if she's making a run, uh, Paris or on the other, other, uh, other wing, um, Beth Mead or, uh, or, or Tony Duggan, who, who's also played with a lot of these players uh, previously at Manchester City. Um, and then you have Ellen White running in the middle, you know, making her runs in the middle very, very tactically, very strategically. She was never really a goal scorer. She was a player who was a holdup player who now has been converted in this new system of Neville's. It's working brilliantly, and we know – Nick, from the last two matches, the U.S. has some problems with diagonal balls, yeah. correct? Right. No, I think that's been yep. – yeah. So just in terms of a tactical matchup, I think this tactical matchup favors England. 
I do, however, think we have this mental side of the mat, uh, of the game we have to talk about, which is the U.S. keeps winning. They keep winning these sorts of gutty matches and knockout stage tournaments. But eventually, they're going to stop winning, and eventually England's going to get over the hump with, with the kind of players they have. And none of those tournament defeats that I referenced before in the semifinals uh, of major tournaments or for their clubs also, for, for City and for Chelsea, uh, were with Phil Neville as the manager. He's got some sort of connection with this with, with, with the women on this team, and he also, Nick, I'm going to go back to something we've talked about the whole tournament with Neville, this rotation thing, which I yeah. originally questioned saying, look, he's basing it on his own, and he said it. Uh, he's basing it on his own experiences at men's tournaments. He wants to keep the camp happy. He wants to keep everyone uh, on side, and he wants to keep everyone fresh. I said, well, you're never going to get your best performances. Well, guess what? They look a lot fresher than everyone else in this tournament because he's done that. I think he's got it right. I think he does too. Um, it's just going to be so interesting to watch this because, uh, you know, I think I think the Lionesses have that same belief in themselves and that same mental strength that the U.S. women have. Yeah. I cannot see the Lionesses getting their heads down if they go down an early goal. I just don't see it. And I don't think Neville would allow it. I, I just – I think you have leadership – on the pitch, you have leadership off the pitch, and most importantly, you don't have just one star player. You've got a number of players who have big expectations uh, of performance, but not one of them. It's not like there's a single player with the weight of the world on her shoulders, by the way, which is a little bit what I feel with Megan Rapinoe. I mean, now, clearly she is able to handle the weight on her shoulders because she's yeah. magnificent in her performance. And, and her drive and her pace, uh, her, her performance never drops off. But, you know, you can't say that about some of the other women on the team, but to be fair. Yeah, and, and I think you've seen um, some uneven performances. Rose Lavelle wasn't very good today. I mean, I, I think the big thing before, it's funny, we're forgetting about pregame. All of us uh, in this country who are involved in soccer seem to be angry. There were very few defenders of Joella's for not starting Lindsay Horan. And I right. think even though the U.S. won, that was a mistake because Lavelle didn't play well. Um, and I think there's other mental, you know, some, some players who aren't as experienced with the U.S. team um, doubting things. They've now conceded in both of these knockout stage matches after keeping clean sheets in the group stage, which I think was another uh, another thing about uh, men men mental strength and men mental fortitude you could bring up. The one thing I worry about, Nick, now, because I listen to Five Live, I listen to Top Sport, there is now such an expectation or hope around this England team um, back home in, 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 uh, in the U.K., that, um, much like they're, they're around the men's and the men, men's tournaments, except for this last World Cup. And that's part of the reason England were so good in this last World Cup is they didn't have all that pressure. Uh, that worries me, but I think these women may be mentally stronger than the Lampard and Gerrards and Rooney's of the world. <laughs> you think? Yes, I, I, <laughs> I, I, I do. Because oh, I also think that, um, you know, when you're looking at the Lampards and the Gerrards and the Rooney's of the world – Remember that their big stage, their big paydays, their big exposure. Yeah, the national team's great if they'd won the World Cup, but it's their clubs. Remember, we've had this club versus country row going on in men's football for decades. Yeah. You don't have that with the women because the World Cup supersedes any club tournament going on at any time. 
there are lots of English players or, or global players that would say, you know, I'm not going to play this national team game because the Champions League's coming up. Or remember, I'd we saw win that. the Champions League. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'd yeah. rather win the Champions League than the Nations League. So, I mean, you know, that's why England yeah. crapped out of the Nations League. Let's be honest, right? Because most there of the players would rather win. Oh, sorry, Nick, go ahead. I mean, because they had a lot of players play the Champions League, and it was club versus country, club over country. It's not that way with the women, Kartik. There are players who won't say it, but I, I mean, I've I've heard private conversations of, of players who are English. There are players who'd rather win the Champions League than win the World Cup. Yeah, for English sure, male players, um, because they grew up Man United or they grew up Liverpool, and 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 delivering another European trophy to Liverpool would mean more to them than than winning a World Cup, which I think is perfectly fair, is perfectly legitimate. If I'm a scouser, I'm probably more concerned about Liverpool collecting European trophies than England winning a World Cup. Why do I care if England wins a World Cup? But you're right. Um, uh, on the women's side, this is bigger than any club competition, and these English women, I think, are really prepared for this, and they're really unified. And bringing in uh, Phil Neville, I mean, there was so much criticism when he was hired and you know, was subjected to all these articles in The Guardian and The Independent about how, you know, there are all these qualified women's coaches or, you know, men who coach women's football, but just coaches in the women's game. Why would they uh, hire this guy who's never coached before? You know, is it because he's a celebrity? But that celebrity, I think, has been good for England's women. It's made them, it's put them on par with the men in terms of recognition. The television ratings have been great in the country, and he knows a little something about being uh, a player at a major tournament or in a Champions League final, something that, quite frankly, most coaches don't know about. So I think he's transported some of that knowledge uh, to his uh, women's team. And uh, mentally, I expect him to be a stronger test for the U.S. than France was. I think I don't think they're going to bottle it at all. No, it's going to be a great match. Look forward to seeing it. I think when we come back after break, uh, and there's a couple of non-women's World Cup topics I want to get to quickly in the last two minutes. Um, when we come get back after break, let's talk about the other semifinals, but it, uh, other quarterfinals. But in the meantime, uh, Martin O'Neill, do you see this? Fired from Nottingham Forest. Yeah. <laughs> and, and they've appoint, appointed uh, Sabri Lamushi. Uh, they're bringing in a complete new crew. Uh, that was a surprise out of the middle of nowhere. The other rumor, the other news, of course, is that uh, Juan Bissaka has finally signed with um, Manchester United after all this time, which is very, uh, which is about time their first big signing. And also, Liverpool signed this uh, big Dutch defender, uh, Vander Vanderberg. So those are some really? uh, those are some stories. Really quickly on Martin O'Neill. Um, he is a Brian Clough disciple. His style, and, and you know, going back to Forrest, where he played for Clough, it seemed like a match made in heaven. His style of man management, which is very much uh, Clough-esque, is yeah, very, school. very much yeah. in the face. It's old school. I don't think it works with newer players. He lasted... Um, only uh, six months at Forest, or uh, yeah, about six months. Uh, Roy Keane, obviously, he brought with him there, former Forest player, who obviously played for Club also. It doesn't work anymore with these players. I think this might be it for Martin O'Neill. Yeah, it could be it. He's uh, 153 years old, I think. So, I mean, no, I think he's in his <laughs> 80s now. So, by the way, um, some other big stories. Looks like Pogba is uh, still talking up leaving United. They want $150 million for him. And it does look like Neymar is headed back to Barcelona after agreeing to a pay cut. So uh, there you have it. All right, uh, we're going to take a break. When we come back, let's read a comment from Ray Roscoe that I promised to do this segment but didn't. And uh, then we will get on to the other quarterfinals in the Women's World Cup on the other side of the bracket. Nick and Kartik with you, 800-878-PLAY. 
800-878-7529. Twitter, at Fifth Street Sports. We'll be right back after this. You can win free fuel for a year in the Shell Great Gas Giveaway. Fuel Rewards members are automatically entered every time they purchase 8 gallons or more. And if you choose new Shell V-Power Nitro Plus Premium Gasoline, you get four entries. So, it's time to fill up for a chance to win. Not a member? To join, download the app or go to fuelrewards.com slash win. No purchase necessary. Promotion ends 9-1-19. See official rules at fuelrewards.com slash win for how to enter by mail and all details. But next time you need auto parts and accessories, trust the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts. For decades, professional technicians have counted on O'Reilly Auto Parts for their knowledge and commitment to customer service. And you can too. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Better parts, better prices, every day. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Are your carpets filled with memories, odors, and a few other things? The Home Depot makes replacing that carpet easy with more styles and colors to choose from. Right now with free installation on any purchase of $5.99 or more, all by licensed local pros, backed for life. Today is the day for doing and saving with free carpet installation only at The Home Depot. More saving, more doing. For a limited time, $5.99 minimum purchase required, typically $6.99. For license information, visit homedepot.com slash license numbers. Valid through August 28, 2019. What's in store this week at Staples? Savings, boxed up and ready to move. If you're on the move, make sure your first stop is Staples. Because right now, when you spend $50 or more on moving supplies at Staples, you save $10. Staples has everything to get you from here to there, like boxes, bubble roll, and packing tape. So before you go anywhere, stop at Staples for big savings on moving supplies. Staples. Where there's a whole lot in store. And 629.19. In store only. Exclusion supply. See associate for details. Money Now 100 is not a lender, broker, or agent of any lender or financial advisor. We do not make loans or credit decisions. You must be 18 years or older and a U.S. resident to qualify. This is not an offer or solicitation to lend. I went to MoneyNow100.com and got the $5,000 I needed deposited in my account the next business day. If you need money for any reason, help is here. Go to MoneyNow100.com and get the money you need. Need to pay off credit card debt? Go to MoneyNow100.com. Need your car? repaired need home improvement money visit moneynow100.com if you need fast cash for any reason go to moneynow100.com good bad or no credit at all go to moneynow100.com you could get up to five thousand dollars as soon as the next business day go to moneynow100.com on your phone tablet or computer type in the address bar moneynow100.com that's moneynow100.com Sex and drugs and rock and roll. He's all my brain and body need. Welcome back. Uh, Street Soccer, Nick and Kartik with you here. That's going to be, we're going to have to re record that song, Kartik, uh, for you, okay? As it's your theme song. 
I, I thought you were going to play those ABBA tunes that you uh, were playing the other day for me as my theme song. No, no, no. Sex and Drugs and Rock and Roll clearly is your theme song. <laughs> yeah. But uh, Money, Money, Money is Don Garber and U.S. Soccer and Major League Soccer's theme song. Uh, let's not uh-huh. forget that. All right, so let's get to the uh, – oh, by the way, before we get to the other quarterfinal matchups, there's two more to get to. I want to read uh, what Ray, uh, who you actually called into the show yesterday, but now writes to me on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Fifth Street Sports Talk, uh, says, can you please talk about the – oh, he says, great, great, great game, great drama, deserved win for the U.S., but I question what is a handball in the new rule, and does the <laughs> and do the Japanese feel extremely undone? Okay, is that what he said? Japanese? I think that's what he's writing there. Well, um, yeah, about the Japan Netherlands oh, yeah, yeah. game, that handball, right, that controversial right. handball. In can that you, game. Then he says, "Can you please talk about the consistency of calls and why that handball wasn't reviewed?" The United States deserved the win. Their game, they were the better team, in my opinion, and the coach needs to be applauded for her managerial decisions. I would just like to emphasize that she wasn't owned. The only one that was hard to be criticized by the media for her rotations, Neville was criticized, which we've just talked about. Maybe Ricardo Osorio knew what he was talking about and should become a women's coach. It's a good thing I didn't take a second mortgage out on the house on Venezuela. Okay, all right, I get the Venezuela dig, everybody. Uh, he brings up some points. Uh, actually, Kartik, uh, I, I do think some of these rules really need to be examined. Um. First, the offside rules. There were some offsides called today that just didn't look offside to me, and I know they reviewed them under VAR. But I mean, do they have like, do they have like a little caliper that they can actually see if is it two millimeters they're offside or one? Yeah, on the Tobin Heath goal, I, 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 and again, then the handball is a moot point, right? Because at that point, it's it's three nil for the U.S. Uh, that was really ticky tacky. I think there was a French offside. Um, that was very, you know, maybe it was a toenail, uh, yeah. <laughs> what it is, a fingernail. And then on the handball, okay, so it's been explained to me. I thought the same thing as Ray, and, and the Japanese really should feel hard done because that was natural. Now, what I was ex- what was explained to me, and I still don't understand it, was that it was um, that her, her hand was in a natural position and she didn't move the ball, the hand towards the ball. But I didn't think that made a difference based on some of the other calls we've seen in this World Cup, including uh, the Japan one was right. uh, just really inadvertent in the shoulder and it was against the run of play, of course. I mean, not that that matters. Um, yeah, I, I, it's consistency, Ray. I completely agree with you. Now, it, again, I had it explained to me after, um, and it was apparently – uh, an explanation that came from the BBC's coverage that was then given to me as to a uh, referee in the UK and England saying why it wasn't a handball and why these other ones, the Scottish handball and the Nigerian handball and all that stuff, were handballs and the Japanese handball. But I, I don't get the distinction. They are such tiny distinctions. And you're again... Nick, this goes back to everything that was supposed to be eliminated with VAR. At least we were sold would be eliminated. It's still a subjective call, right? Well, okay, you're saying, oh, well, she didn't move the hand towards it. Well, that's still subjective if you're making that determination. No, I, I, I think, you know, first of all, I, I think your dissatisfaction with VAR, which you, you know, declared quite openly on the World Soccer Talk podcast, Kartik, uh, is out yes. of place because your dissatisfaction shouldn't be with VAR. Your dissatisfaction should be with the rules themselves as they are implemented Mm. because they need to change these rules so they're not quite as subjective as they are. In other words, they need to say very simply, if the the player's hand is away from the body, it's a handball. If it's not, 
It is. Or any time the ball touches the player's arm below the shoulder, it's a handball. It's that simple, okay? The the offside rule, they have that. But, but, you know, you have to – how about about any part of the body is aligned with the defender, they're onside. That will that will get rid of all of this toenail offside stuff, okay? Yeah. The, in other words, their entire body has to be offside for it to be offside. It could be a toenail onside and be all right. I mean, so the problem's not VAR. The problem's not the interpretation. The problem's not the implementation of the rules. The problem are is the rules. Because VAR yeah. is now taking out all the fog of war for us and allowing us to look and see exactly what these rules are made of, and some of them are crap. Yeah, Nick, you know, you make a great point about the offside in particular because those same the same sort of offsides calls we saw in this match, this US France match, are the same things we saw in the Premier League, right? This past season where, you know, there was an elbow offside, you know, the runner was 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 uh even with the last defender or with the defensive line, uh and there was a, you know, their thumb was offside or something, and um we keep hearing, well, you know, when you have VAR next season in the Premier League, these won't be offside. Well, now we're seeing it's not VAR because you're right, Women's World Cup, we have VAR, we have the same exact situations, same exact circumstances, but they're being determined offside because I guess IFAB and FIFA have decided if you have a toenail offside, you are offside rather than um, ties. Remember, Nick, a few years ago in officiating, there was the, 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 the mantra was if there is a tie, it goes to the attacker. Right, and they that? wanted to see daylight. If, the, if you could see yes. daylight Correct. between the players, they were offside. Correct, but if they were if they were basically level, the tie went to the uh, attacker. That's obviously out the book. I mean, if that if if you still have that mantra, you have you know the French uh, offside was incorrect, and Heath's goal stands right. That's a goal for the U.S. So um, I don't get it. And then on the handball, you're right. It's still it's the subjectivity of the rule or the lack of clarity of the handball rule. And, you know, I listen, like I said, I've been listening to the BBC. I've been listening to TalkSport. I've been listening to the Guardian pods um, covering England in this tournament. And they are really frustrated by, you know what, they bitch about VAR the way I have. But you're right. It's always going back to, well, what is a handball? What is offside? That's the, that's the fundamental yeah, question. Yeah, the, right. So, the, pro- the problem isn't looking back at an infraction on video and saying yes or no. The problem is, what is the infraction about that you're looking at? You, you know, the technology isn't the problem. Uh, it's the rules. Yeah, and and I think um, that 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 Guardian podcast, uh, one of the recent uh, pods, one of the Women's World Cup cop pods, with hosted by Max Rushton and Barry Glendening and Jonathan Wilson, they got deep into this. What is a handball? And um, you know, it's you know, there's some humor on that pod, so you don't get necessarily all the arguments over five minutes. But they spent five minutes saying, "Well, I don't quite get what a handball is," based on the way handballs are being called. In this women's World Cup, what is it? Is it if it hits the shoulders in a handball? If it right. if it hits the the, the, the fingertips, what what is it? I mean, um, it, what if your hands are behind your back? Here's the other thing that I've noticed in this tournament, Nick, related to this. You notice how many defenders? I noticed that yesterday in the England Norway game in particular, how many defenders are now defending by putting their arms behind their back? Yeah, right. I right, mean, exactly. Yeah, and it, that's just unnatural, right? That's not the way they're taught to defend when they're when they're little girls and playing youth youth soccer. No, it's not. It, 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 yeah, I mean there, there there is a problem, but I, but I think we need to understand what the problem is. But let's get to the other matchups, Kartik. Uh, let's talk about uh, uh, Italy, Holland. Uh, you know, Italy. 
I love the football they play. I think it's great. Uh, they did lose to Brazil in the group stages, which was a little iffy, and they beat China in the round of 16. Uh, the Dutch, you know, the, the question I have about the Dutch car tickets, how good were this Japanese team that they kind of struggled to beat? Um, we think Japan were really good in that match, but were they really good because the Dutch? Well, I mean, I've heard about the Dutch uh, entering the tournament. Uh, the Dutch won the Euros, obviously, in 2017. They have not fired on all cylinders in this entire tournament, right? They, they had struggles against Cameroon. They had struggles against yeah. New Zealand. They had struggles against Canada. Japan, they got bailed out by that. that we just talked about it, right, for five minutes, that handball, right. that, uh, which we still don't understand. Yet, um, when you talk to people about this matchup, they're still like, oh, yeah, well, Holland will beat uh, Italy. No problem. But based on what we've seen in this tournament, now, of course, nations come to these tournaments with reputations and players come to these uh, tournaments with reputations. And we assume at some point the big nations turn it on and the big players turn it on. Like uh, uh, Mertens has been good in this tournament. She's already turned it on. But that they reach another level. And then the countries we didn't fancy who are outsiders, Italy's an outsider in the women's game, um, are just going to fall away. So the, the general uh, conversation has been, well, the Dutch will beat them, and it's going to be a Dutch-German semifinal. But based on what we've seen in this tournament, I think Italy might win this match, honestly. Um, and Italy have been very aggressive. They, the, the fun thing about them, Nick, is they don't sit deep at all. They go for it. They get they get a couple offsides calls every match, right? But mm -hmm. they're, they're pushing forward. And I told you the conversation I heard with the Italian FA – uh, a year and a half ago, where they said, "Look, we you know we just missed the men's World Cup. Uh, we think it'll be quicker and easier for us if we spend euro for euro to to, to win a women's World Cup. So that's their goal. Now this has come really soon after that investment, but um, not, I'm not saying they're going to win this, but I think they've got to be really happy and they're going to continue to be a force in the sport. So um, the Dutch are the favorites. I might, uh, I don't know, maybe I I take a punt here and I go with the uh, upset and say Italy is going to shock well. the world tomorrow." Well, they are plus 260, and the Dutch are plus 118. The Dutch, the favorites. Uh, not a huge amount between them in terms of the odds makers' favorites. Uh, it's going to be a fairly close-run match. Uh, as I might add, the France-USA was today. The odds makers had that run, had that one correct. I mean, this wasn't a walkover by the U.S. This not, was not a trouncing, this game, uh, while the early goal didn't sort of put it in question. It was maybe closer than the scoreline uh, in terms of play on the field indicated so i think the odds makers have been pretty pretty right the 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 other one kartik is germany sweden and sweden have not impressed me this tournament whatsoever the germans ha have but i'm not sure that they've really been tested all that much to be fair uh, germany i mean uh, you know they beat the canadian uh, pardon me they beat nigeria in the round of 16 um but i think they're good enough to beat sweden and um uh, was not impressed with the swedes no, I agree, Nick. I'm going to say 2-0 Germany. I, I, I think Germany are just going about their business. This is the first World Cup in a while where Germany has not been seen as a co-favorite, although they did enter the World Cup as uh, number two in the world. They were, all they the were number two. The, they were the yeah, all the talk was about U.S., France, and England, right, those three countries. Um, but uh, they're just going about their business. They will win this match, and, and I think they'll win it quite comfortably. Yeah, I, I, I actually think they will get to the final, uh, either them or the Dutch. Uh, that's the you know That's the way we kind of see it. Um, I, I don't see either one of those teams, though, beating either the U.S. or England. No, I, I agree with you, Nick. I think the U.S., England, it's always dangerous when we say this in tournaments that that's actually the final. But 
I think it is. I think both those teams are deep are, are deeper than Germany or, or the Netherlands. They've rotated more in this tournament. They have that winning mentality. I think they win the tournament. Now, of course, the Dutch did beat England in the Euros two years ago, but that was before Neville. And I think this English, England squad is peaking now. I mean, I think they're really playing at the, at the top of their games. Absolutely. We're talking Women's World Cup here on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network and Sirius XM uh, 211 Dan Patrick Sports. Hope you're enjoying the show. Uh, just a reminder, every week evening, I suppose, weeknight, 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 Eastern, uh, we're with you Monday through Friday. We've been talking Women's Cup, World Cup all week. We'll continue talking Women's World Cup and Copa America. By the way, uh, Brazil and Argentina both advance in the Copa America, that is going to be uh, a semi-final, which is kind of the final in and of itself. I thought the Brazilians looked better than the Argentines, although Argentina did get it done with that formational change that we talked about, actually. Uh, Martinez scoring the goals, of course, uh, which was uh, fascinating with Aguero and support. Okay, and Messi behind. All right, we're going to take a break. We'll be right back to wrap it up here of History Soccer. Don't go anywhere. It has been said that everyone has a book in them. But do you have the time or the ability to write your book? Maybe you picked up some skills or had a life experience that you want to pass on in the form of a book to help others. Maybe you want to leave an autobiography for your family. Or maybe you've built a successful business and you want to share your story. At Dorrance Publishing Company, we have professional writers who can help turn your book idea into a finished manuscript quickly and affordably. A Dorrance ghostwriter can provide as much or as little help as you need to complete your book. You'll work directly with your ghostwriter to finish your book faster than you ever could on your own. It's easy to become a published author. Call Dorrance now to learn more. 800 485-6003. 800-485-6003. 800-485-6003. Call right now. That number is 800-485-6003. Not too long ago, it felt good to withdraw your cash from the bank, didn't it? For a vacation or a new car. But today, withdrawing your own cash has become risky. Pat Boone here for Swiss America. According to The Secret War, a new Swiss America white paper, I learned that all banks are now required to spy on you and me for the government and then report any financial behavior deemed suspicious or unusual. You must read The Secret War. It's free. Truth is, I believe the government's new war against cash is really a war against us all. But The Secret is now out. So please, get and read The Secret War. Pick up your phone and call right now. 800-932-5517. 800-932-5517. 800-932-5517. Once again, that's 800-932-5517. 
Attention business owners, are you struggling while waiting for your customers to pay on their net 30, 60, or 90-day invoices? Can't get a business loan, have no equity, bad credit, or maybe no credit at all? Then you need to call AmeriFactors right now. AmeriFactors will give you cash for your invoices and there's nothing to pay back. We simply buy your account receivables, and if those clients don't pay on the invoices, we take the loss. We give you funds based on your account receivables, not your credit. And 98% of all applicants are approved. It's that simple. With AmeriFactors, there's no more waiting for your customers to pay. We give you the funds up front, then we wait for your customers to pay us. Fund your business today. Call AmeriFactors right now. 800-847-1183. 800-847-1183. 800-847-1183. That's 800-847-1183. All right, uh, you're back on Fistry Soccer. Nick and Karthik with you. Just a couple of minutes left. We've got to wrap it up, sadly. Uh, we'll be back with you on the air on Monday uh, evening, 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 Eastern. Uh, we do have a couple more semi, uh, pardon me, quarterfinal matchups. Italy, Netherlands, Germany, Sweden. Karthik, uh, give me your picks uh, just before we go. Yeah, so I, I decided to go with Italy, even though I picked the Dutch to go all the way to the finals, just because I feel like being contrarian and I, I want to reward them for uh, for their good tournament and not being taken that seriously in this match. And, of course, Germany is going to win um, in that match tomorrow against Sweden. All right, those are your predictions. Uh, Copa America, we have Argentina-Brazil. Uh, huge matchup. Brazil at home. They've been playing. You know, neither neither big powerhouse team, quite frankly, has been knocking anyone's socks off, but... I will say this. I think at this point, um, I'd, I'd take Brazil over Argentina. How about you? Yeah, I'm going to take Brazil. Um, I still like uh, Uruguay uh, in this tournament. Obviously, uh, uh, I, I, Chile, Colombia, I lost track of what was happening. We were on air yeah. when the match, uh, it was nil-nil when, when we started. So um, I, I don't know if it's still nil-nil. Yeah, uh, I mean, uh, yeah, Colombia is another big powerhouse. I, I fully expect them to beat Chile. Uh, but then, you know, I expected Venezuela to beat uh, Argentina in the upset of the century. So uh, what do I know, right? Uh, you That was an educated guess, Nick. Uh, you, you probably would have been right eight times out of ten. And, of course, I'm wrong, actually. Chile, Chile went through uh, on penalties. So how about okay. that? So there you go. Another prediction that Nick made, uh, blown out of the water. Uh, so Copa America, fascinating stuff. We'll talk about it. Uh, next week, stay with us, folks. We'll be back Monday through Friday, uh, nine, uh, 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 Eastern. Uh, Nick Ebra and Kartik Krishnaya with you. Uh, we talk the beautiful game every weekday right here on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network Sirius XM 211 and Patrick Sports. Find us on Twitter. We're at Fifth Street Sports. Find us on the web at uh, me on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Fifth Street Sports Talk. Uh, until, until tomorrow. Enjoy the matches. Have a great weekend, and we'll speak to you then. Cheers. Can't get enough of your team? SB Nation's 300-team regional and sports-centric communities are built just for you. Join your fellow fans at SBNation.com for all the best sports news. SBNation.com. Your team, your community. Your community.